Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Life with Chris and Tatum. We are glad you guys are listening. Thanks for joining us. Woohoo! We are also here um, connected on Instagram. We wanted to tell you if you're not yet following us, you can find us at My Life Fellowship on Instagram. Connect with us there. Chris and I are the pastors of Life Fellowship Church in McKinney. Yeah. And thanks for rating us and sharing this podcast out with all of your friends. Some of you are encouraging your friends and family from other states to be joining with us. And we've been seeing such an incredible uptick in people connecting into this growing family, not only through our podcast, but also in our Sunday morning services online. It's been incredible. We Actually, this this last weekend, we had people from Tanzania and Germany and Connecticut, California, Wisconsin. I, I mean, it's amazing how many people are what an honor on board yeah it's a growing community and hey everybody that's only happening because of you so thanks so much it means a lot to Tatum and I it that sure you're does. that you're sharing this well hey this last weekend was Valentine's weekend but coming up on Sunday I'm actually going to be addressing our singles and really it's going to be a message that regardless if you are single or if you're a parent, uh, a grandparent, mm-hmm. if you're married, you're going to be able to glean a lot. And I'm really, really stirred by this message. And so don't miss on the 21st. And then we're groundbreaking, stepping into our... Woohoo! It's going to be really cool. Exciting, yeah. But today, though, in preparation for Sunday, I want to I talk about seven qualities to look for in your future spouse. And this is a big deal. Do you it know, sure is. and I'll say this uh, on Sunday, but there are more singles in America right now, according to current trends and statistics, than there are married folk. Wow. Yeah. There's more. I didn't know that until I heard the stat, but it's crazy, but. And cool. this is the first time in, in American history mm-hmm. that this has ever happened. So there are those that are single that you're looking for a future spouse. And I want to give you seven qualities of what to look for. Now, it's it's a good idea to know what you want in your spouse before you get into a relationship. <laughs> so not like right, a yeah. list is important because if if you wait until you're emotionally involved with somebody, that's when your judgment gets cloudy. Yeah. You start making bad decisions. And now you got a whole mess. Well, you want to know going into it, right, what you're not willing to compromise on. There are some key qualities that you just cannot not have as a believer. If you're a Christian, then that's that should be the case. So and then the other side of it is, you know, there are people that they don't know what those qualities are. And then they wake up one day in marriage and they hate where they're at because they weren't clear in things early on. Early on. Yeah. And so the way we say it is this aim at nothing and you'll hit it every time. All right. <laughs> So here's seven qualities you should look for in your future spouse. Okay. The first one is what we call equally yoked, which is kind of an old term. Is that like a egg thing not, or what? <laughs> not a yolk, uh-huh. but yoked. Okay. Um, 
So no, what it means is when someone who is a believer, you're a follower of Christ, connecting relationally in a marriage with someone who's not a follower of Christ. Um, and we have some strong warnings from the Bible about not doing that. Missionary dating never works. <laughs> it's true. And missionary marrying never works. Yeah. So imagine being tied with a rope to another person while trying to run a race. You want to go west. They want to go east. Think about how far you're going to go. It's a good picture because, yeah, it's the truth. You're going to be t- pulling at each other. It's going to create rope burn. It's going to create frustration. You're going to look at each other and say, why don't you want to go my way? I mean, it's, it's going to create all kinds of problems. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking for a future spouse, make sure that the person is going the same spiritual direction that you are. Yes. This is massive. I mean, we can almost not even say anything else. This is the biggest thing. Yeah, you don't want to go into any relationship with the plans that you are going to make this person become something that you want them to be. That the whole gist like of dating that way is wrong from the get-go. So although your heart in wanting to see them grow in their walk with the Lord can be good, you don't start thinking, "Ah, I'll get them eventually I'll to eventually come to church with me. Them. I'll get them eventually to read the Bible. The, Ladies, eventually, that guy is going to change for you. Never. No, he'll change for you in the beginning, <laughs> but once you get married, he's going to go his own way. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, that that's just the wrong approach. Your your heart and your passion for the Lord. Um, you want someone who equally matches that, if not, calls you up even to a higher pursuit of God challenges you to grow more, challenges you to love Jesus more. So don't, don't, don't um, buy in the lie. Don't buy into the lie that, well, it, it's okay. It's so, it's what's 10 that, times what's harder. What's that going to do with your kids? With your future. Yeah. I was going to say it's 10 times harder to bring someone up than it is for them to bring you down. Not just physically, but do you know what I'm saying? It's like, easy to pull somebody down. It's easy to pull. It's yeah. really hard to pull somebody up. Yes. So make sure that you, that person is going the same spiritual direction that you are. Yes. Period. That's a non-negotiable, everybody. Okay, here's the second one. And that is you're going to have to make sure that you have some common interests. So it's it's good for, for you to have many of the same interests of what you guys like doing. So it, it could be diff- difficult if you, uh, if you love to be out all the time and you're a world traveler and you like meeting all kinds of people, but your spouse is content at staying at home and is quiet and shy. Like, make sure that you enjoy the same things. Have some of the same interests. Have some, yeah. I was going to say, in a lot of ways, there are things that are totally different about us as a couple, what we enjoy. But there are so many, the key things, the really important things that um, that you know, we're similar on. Yeah. So not to exclude someone who has a big outgoing bubbly personality from the shy person. That doesn't mean that you're not necessarily going to be a great couple or a spouse, but the essentials, man, those matter. Is that what you're saying? No, hands down. Yeah. (laughs) The essentials are, are massively important. So make sure that there is at least some common, it doesn't have to, I didn't say exact interests, Yeah. but common interests. You know, if I'm a country boy and you're a city girl, and that you're might like, be a problem. I only want city and I'm only country. Yeah, you're gonna have some problems. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so make sure that there that there there's some commonality. Number three, uh, you're gonna have to have the same values. Man, so, huge. 
So talk to me about that one, hun. So man, values are like um, the next closest thing to me, like to to your to your faith, right? Our values are based on biblically what our faith is based on, and so if somebody, um, so somebody's your, values are totally different. What are your, what, what are what, your values on debt? What are your what are your val- uh, values on uh, saving for your future? What are your values on? Uh, Kids, uh, family, you know, just prior priorities in your life that you see as like, I cannot see my life being, being happy or being fulfilled if, if I never have children. Well, if that person doesn't, doesn't want them, then that is a problem. Or if I can never, I don't know. Somebody is always spending, spend, they, I mean, they have no problem with unsecured debt. Yeah. But to you, if you think that would give me a, a heart attack and I can never see myself being in a marriage where this person just they spend wa- spends, money like water, yeah, and, and I want to are... be really wise, then your values are not the same. You have to talk through some um, important conversation based around what matters to you, what do you value, and um, I think oftentimes couples hesitate to have those because they know <laughs> your your values might be a little different, and that might cause some hard talks but i'm telling you those conversations are they're going so to be much had at some time important to have before marriage then you have to yeah then for you to figure that out later or think oh, i'll just change we'll change each other's mind i'll get him to see it my way or she'll get me to see it this way that's not a great plan so we're saying off the cuff the qualities that you want to have in a future spouse are that you have the same core values mm-hmm. because i'm telling you i promise you you if you do not talk about them now they will become massive, sharp disagreements. Yeah. Later on. In later your marriage. on. Yeah. It has. To, these things have to be it's discussed. It's going to divide you. Beforehand. And so make sure that yeah. there's that you're that you're on the same page on these things. Yep. And you know what? It's actually a lot easier, in my opinion, um, before you're before you know. I actually love this person, and I think I want to spend my life with them. It's easier to begin talking about things that matter because then you're going to fall in love with what they value when it's similar to what your value, then to just push the conversation off and think, we'll do it later, we'll do it later. Have those conversations, Not I'm not saying on the first date, but earlier on in your relationship, because when your emotions, when your heart is given over to this person, then you begin thinking, how do we work around this huge difference now? So, okay, same values. Here's the fourth one, have like-minded goals. So let me just give you some here. Um, do you both want to have children? Do you want to be wealthy? Um, or are are they content just to get by? Uh, what are your goals for life, marriage, family, finances? Mm-hmm. Uh, most of these goals, you need to be on the same page. For sure. What, for what? sure. The big ones. Um, yeah. It's, it's coming back to just being being like-minded. And so... Goodness, life is so much uh, more enjoyable and fun when you feel like your spouse is on the same team as you, right? We're working together towards a goal Nothing rather than you're fighting against me. When, when there is a soccer team and they're playing together as a team and they score a goal yeah. together, I mean, this team celebrates. You and accomplish if you guys are on the these same goals team, yeah, together. You can accomplish those goals together. Yes. That's a win. And then you can get on board with it, right? When you know what your goal is. So I would even say the next step further is not just knowing we have some similar goals, but then when you walk into your marriage, 
set them. Like set, what do we want to, how much do we want to save this year? What do we want? Like our, what do we want to give? What do we want to give? What are our even fitness goals? So sometimes Chris and I will talk about going into a new year. If we want to do something different or we want to change something, we've sort of in time said, Oh, we slacked off this year. I want my goal to be that. I do. But you and I, this. we will reassess those goals. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We like, tweak them. Keep them in front of you and know what you're aiming for, and then you celebrate it when you win. But so, if you haven't yet, put down some life goals. One of the things that I encourage people to do is write a bucket list. These are things that you want to do in your life, and the tension of a bucket list is how many things do you put on that bucket list that will never be able to to be accomplished without God getting involved. Yeah. So like you could go, you know, visit every football stadium in America if that's your, you know, your goal, your your bucket list. But but put some things down or have some things in your heart, your bucket list that you know this will never happen unless like unless God does a miracle. And that's the adventure that I think living the Christian life. I've got 50 things we on my bucket have, list right now. Yeah, knowing Now I didn't have those when we first when we first got married. I Actually, I had a couple things on there, yeah, what I wanted to do. But not your fi- not, not 50. Not <laughs> 50. I had a few of things that I wanted. Um, but you're going to have to have some like-minded goals. Here's the fifth thing, and this one is massively important, okay? Listen up now, all right? They need to have respect for you. So respect is a foundational stone for all healthy relationships. So does this person really respect your uniqueness? Do they respect your God-given talents? Um, you know, for those of you that are are single and you have kids, do they respect your kids? You know, do they treat you as special? Or is this person spending all their time just trying to change you? But is there this... Appreciation and a respect. Yeah, that's really important. And I'm so glad that you said it because I think sometimes, not always, but I think sometimes when you're, um, when your heart, your, the desire of your heart is to be married and you're not yet, um, it can, it can be easy. Yeah. For you to begin thinking, uh, I'd nor, I, I wouldn't have let him treat me that way or say that to me, you know, in the past or so many years ago, but now I'm getting older and I really just want to get married. So you just sort of put up with, um, being disrespected or do you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh yeah. Letting, letting what once was a high standard become lowered and it's not, um, you're more valuable than that and you deserve the best because you're God's child. And so don't settle for, don't settle for that. You're not one in a million. You are one in 8 billion. Meaning that your worth, your value is, um, is indescribable, which is because you're the child of God. And so don't be disrespected and and submit yourself to that and then um, go even further and marry someone who treats you that way. No, it's not it's not okay. Yeah, they're gonna have to respect your kids if you if you're a, a single parent. Absolutely. And love them. So many other things as we get it if we kind of go down that trail, but but starting with respect, because that's what love is, right? Honoring one another, respecting one another, and every human being deserves that. Doesn't mean that they're perfect, no, but we're just talking in general. When you're looking for a spouse um, and you want to be married, 
a key quality that this person needs to have is respect. And you know, it doesn't even have to show up initially with you as someone that maybe they're dating, but pay attention to how people treat like the waiter at the restaurant. How do they talk to their um, mom on the phone or their brother or their neighbor? I watched you when we first, uh, when I was uh, starting to date you, and I watched how you uh, interacted with your Nana and your granddad. And yeah. I watched that dynamic there. And I know that you were watching how I treated my mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's really important. And that's where you're going to see little tidbits into what your future with that person could be like based on the relationships that they've had with these um, either family members, you know, in their family or with strangers who they don't know. That says a lot about someone when they can be rude or disrespectful to the guy that's t- taking your grocery cart or checking you out somewhere when that sort of, um, I don't know what the word, like <laughs> jerk, when mm-hmm. that sort of like, <laughs> I'm trying to communicate That'll it here work. in a way yep, that you yep. get it. You know, when that comes out and you think this person is just doing their job They're, or they maybe they had a bad day, like, come on, you'll see that. So if they can't respect in that way, you need to really consider whether or not this is the best person for you to get into a relationship with and or a marriage with. So Okay, here's the sixth quality to look for in your future spouse. That is character. character. So does Whoa. this person have godly character? Yes. Do they do what's right? When no one's looking, I yeah. would add that. Do they do what's right when no one else sees? Because that's what real character is, yeah. right? Character is what you do when nobody else is looking. When no one else knows. Or yep. Or are they the kind of person that they're just doing what's popular and convenient? And if you don't have character, you don't have anything. Yeah. And as a, you know, as a believer, that's what we're called to. Like, that's what God calls us to, to do everything, to work as though we're doing it unto the Lord, right? And that means in whatever we're doing. Am I really doing, am I looking to for shortcuts? Are they looking for shortcuts? Or are, am I doing this with a character that says, I'm giving it my very best. I'm going to do it with excellence. Am I perfect? Is is your boyfriend or girlfriend going to be perfect? No, but are there major character flaws that are standing out in and if they are in shortcuts or in you know just not finishing the job or not caring? I said I would be there at a certain time and then I'm not there. You know what I mean? Those reveal a lot. Guys, let me just say it like this: she could be the most beautiful girl on the planet, but if she has no character, oh, what a mess! You you're are gonna setting have. yourself up yeah. for a miserable marriage that won't last. A miserable, yeah, just not a happy life. No. So, I mean, make sure that character is... Beauty will fade, right? And that's where, <laughs> we biblical. again, we come back to that you are equally yoked. Yeah. Because if you both are moving towards God, you know, there's a... Uh, if you can picture this in your mind, if those uh, that are watching, a triangle. And I've done this many times in marriage counseling. With that, the point of it at the top. That, that, like a pyramid. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the top, I'll write the word God. And on the two bottom sides, I'll write you and your spouse. Mm-hmm. And the truth is that the closer that you guys get to God, the closer that you guys get to each other when you go up that triangle. So true. But the farther you both get from God, the farther away you get the from apart. each other. Mm-hmm. And so these things, they all come back to that strong tie of being equally, equally yoked. yoked. Yeah. And I've seen so many people that they so want to have, you know, a relationship and a all marriage, this. a wedding, whatever these things that you think I really that want. We lower our yeah. standards and we get a good person 
but they don't have a, Jesus. They don't have Jesus. They don't have God. <laughs> they don't have in there. Jesus. Yeah. Like they're not, man, just at least uh, saying, I want to live my life with the same values and character as the Lord. Yeah, that are biblical. That's, you just, it's just not worth um, pursuing anyone who doesn't have Jesus as the first love of their life. And if they love the Lord first, so that's then the they're going to love you well. To you, Tatum, when we first started dating, you too, babe. I found you. Yeah, you too. In church. Yeah. And I watched you. I watched you when you would be giving. I mean, I was watching. I mean, I was like, <laughs> you were watching my giving. <laughs> I always feel like somebody's What's watching What's that girl writing me? down from her no, high school checkbook? But I, did. I would walk. I would watch as you would be giving in the offerings and. Service would be happening, and I'd, and I'd see you be be uh, worshiping, and you were always there in church. And I thought, "Wow, who is this girl?" Yeah. So it those were things that I was looking for, and vice versa. You know. Yeah, yeah they have to be. Okay, here's the last one, and I think this is really important, and that's attraction. That is very important mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to marriage. You got to make sure you can you find the other person attractive. attractive. <laughs> When Can't I was, really sacrifice that. When that I was uh, when I was single, I'd had all these kind of people come to me. And they said, "Hey, they were trying to set you up." Oh yeah, they're like, "Man, we got this girl for you." She, I said, "Well, what does she look like?" Well, she's a great cook. Yeah, but but what does she look like? Oh, she's really good with kids. Yeah, but what does she look like? Like you got to be attracted to each other. Sure. And beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Sure is. That's right. You look good, baby. So. <laughs> Serving God and seeking Him first doesn't mean God is going to give you a spouse that you're not attracted to. No. No, the opposite is true. God's going to, God has somebody as, as if you have a desire in your heart to be married, God has somebody for you. So serve Him faithfully. Serve Him faithfully. And God's going to help you get somebody out of your league, just like He did for me, everybody. Babe. Honey. No, God wants you to have somebody that you can love both on the inside and the outside. Yeah, I believe that. But God's ways work. It only works with If you're just going after them. attractiveness and you skip out on the other ones, watch out. Get ready for hell on earth, everybody. That's true. Go it's after true. go after these seven things. All right, Tatum, you got a mailbag question for today. And it came in from social media here in this last week. And here's the question. It says, okay. you mentioned here recently in service that acceptance doesn't equal approval for people in our lives that don't know Jesus. I'd like for you to speak a little bit more on that, on how to lead people to Jesus without coming off as judgmental or hypocritical. Hmm. This is great. Um, so for me, I would say... Um, Man, we ha- we're called to love people, right? <laughs> we're called to love them. And when when we look at um, our ultimate example, Jesus, we didn't find that Jesus only like hung out with church people, that he was only with other people who believed like he believed. No, we see like Jesus was with the prostitutes. Jesus was with the tax collectors. Jesus was like spending time with sinners, having dinner with sinners. Like, so... I think by um, the quote that you're referring to is saying that um, we can accept people but not approve is comes back to like um, 
our heart, like how we show them Jesus in the way that we love them, in the way that we care for them, in the way that in the way that Jesus did. So it wasn't like, oh, you're a prostitute. I'm not even going to talk with you. I'm not even going to look at you. I'm not going to. Well, of course, you no. we don't approve of that lifestyle at all. No. But look at Jesus. But he you don't ignore them. He accepted her. He pulled her close instead of pushing her away. Yes. And he called her to something greater. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like he just ignored the issue or thought, I can never have dinner with sinners. I can never hang out. I can never talk. No, like how is the world going to be impacted by the greatness and the truth of who Jesus is if we don't share that, if we don't have conversation and develop relationships with people who don't believe the way that we believe, but it doesn't mean that we have to accept a sinful lifestyle. We don't have have to to approve of a sinful lifestyle in order to accept them, right? So Christ accepted us, like died for us while we were yet sinners. He sacrificed that life for us. He wasn't approving of what we were doing. No. But he accepted us. But he said, I want you to be a part of my family. Accept my love. Believe in who I am. Um, and and then, you know, welcome into my family. So I hope I don't know if I'm clarifying enough or if I'm just confusing more. Chris, jump in here and help no, me. No, but I think that the church world uh has really gotten off in a wrong area in this where uh I had a worship pastor friend of mine that he went to play at a church, you know, kind of a side gig, and he went to play there because they had hired him to come on in, and they had also hired a bass player to come in as well. And when the bass player got there, the guy had dreadlocks, Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't let him play bass. Oh, my goodness. Because the guy didn't have the right look. How sad, right, that the church often disapproves of I've seen so many people or... that have been hurt. And one of the things that we say around here is that if you are still, if you are considering Jesus, please always, come. Yeah. I, I want you to feel welcome here. As yeah. the pastor of the church, you need to know you are welcome in this place. I've always dreamed of a church that wasn't for church people. Because church, the people that yeah. are still trying to figure things out. Now, we're not going to water down the gospel. I'm going to still keep preaching truth. Yes. But I want you to feel like. How can we reach people if we don't say you're "come into the here. house of God"? Come, yeah, yeah we we want you. Yeah. This this so is for you gotta, all of us. You're gonna have to know the difference between people that you're on a mission with and people that you're on a mission for. Yeah, because if you just say, "Well, I'm just gonna go hang out with all these people all the time," all the sinners in the clubs, that'll and pull you the wrong way. Yeah, so you got to know that you're on a mission. For, for them, them, not with not them. Not with them. That's a great... I'm so glad you said that, just to clarify, because... Jesus wasn't ever influenced by them. He always influenced... Yes, which means you have to come back to your core, closest group of friends that you are leaning on, looking to, they're praying with you, they're believing with you, are people who believe like you believe, right? If your best friends, everyone that you're seeking advice and input with, are not serving the Lord, then the... You've, the roles need to be switched. <laughs> so those closest to you really need to be those who are believing like you, just like we talked about in this podcast. Your spouse, the person you marry, needs to have the Lord as a priority. Don't be unequally yoked. But at the same time, we have to have relationships with people and impact them for the kingdom who don't yet know the Lord. You know, there was a TV show out years ago called Cheers. Mm-hmm. In fact, I actually had a thought years ago. I thought, man, this is when Cheers, that TV show was popular. I thought, how cool would it be to to call our church Cheers Church, where everybody knows your name? 
<laughs> I know that sounds really... That's bad. That's really bad. And that would have been uh, kind of a fad <clears throat> because Cheers was a fad as a TV show. But listen, oftentimes, and, and I mentioned it this this uh, previous weekend, I said that the, the, the world is way more accepting of people mm-hmm. than the church has been. Mm-hmm. And they're accepting them saying, hey, Meaning you can that, come be yeah. a part of us. And if we don't start accepting... People are going to start loving going, them. Yes. loving them. They're going to go looking to the world for validation. So we need to love those people. When, yes. when they go to the hospital, let's set up meals for them and care for them and show up and let's just love them with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Let's shock them. Jesus said, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. For one another. Yeah. And that's what Jesus did. He mm-hmm. operated in love. You can have faith as to move mountains, Paul said, but if you don't have love... Yeah. You ain't nothing. That's, the two greatest commandments, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. He didn't say love Christians, love just Christians. only Christians yeah. as yourself. He said, love your neighbor. Yes. So how? Yeah. I mean, just looking for ways that we can love and serve and connect and show Jesus to them. Doesn't mean you're approving of what they're doing, but we can love them. We can love them. So... Let's step out. Let's love our world. Let's be light in the darkness. Let's be salt to this world. And uh, I'm so thankful that the church that I have the privilege of pastoring here at Life Fellowship is filled with people. Yeah, you guys. Uh, you guys, you, you blow me away with your compassion, your generosity, the way that you... I've had so many people that have come here and have said, this is the first time... Yeah, that I really never feel felt like judged. family. I feel loved. I feel like... We're preaching truth. I ain't backing away. I'm not watering down the gospel. Yeah. But they feel loved. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit gets in the middle. And I've said it from the platform so many times that uh, you don't need me to be your Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. Listen, the Holy Spirit is going to convict them. He's going to touch their heart. You be what God has called you to be, and that's light in the darkness. Light. Shine bright, baby. Shine bright. All right? Well, hey, everybody, from Tatum and I, this has been a lot of fun. We cannot wait for next week. Next week, we're going to be talking about parenting. Yes, And Pastor Matt is going to be joining with us. It's, it's going to be awesome. So don't miss it. Hey, everybody, have a great week, and I'll see you this weekend for our singles message and our groundbreaking Sunday. Yes. See Love you guys. all. God bless. Bye-bye.